It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to another episode of Showtime with Poop. Insightful BS with my Laker teammates and NBA legends. And in the house today, we have a true legend in his own fucking mind, but he's a legend <laughs> in my heart. Michael Ray Richardson, who will be for for uh, this segment called Sugar, because that's what he was. Uh, Nick, probably one of the sweetest players, and I'm not talking about sweet as in nice looking guy, but had a sugary game <laughs> and sweet as far as uh, getting it done on the court. Michael Ray, how you doing, baby? I'm doing good, Cooper. You know what? It's been a long time since I've seen you because the last time I saw you, I gave you 35. <laughs> okay, we, we, we're going to get into that, but let's talk a little bit about how you, how we got to the point where we saw each other in a whole nother country, okay? Uh, Mike, yes. you were a four-time NBA All-Star. You were a two-time NBA All-Defensive player, which I don't understand first team because you, you weren't a good, solid defensive player. You played off of steals. You were an NBA Comeback Player of the Year. You were three-time NBA steals leader, and that I think they're calling defense, which I don't call. I, I call position defense. But again, uh, uh, NBA that's what you call smart defense, Scoop. That's smart defense, but no, that's called taking chances. And what 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 about all the times you missed the steal? How many times did your man score? Well, 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 let's not talk about that. Okay. Mike, uh, let's get started with this, man. What was it like growing up from you? And you know, the fun part about all of this, when I interview people and knowing players and knowing you as long as I did, when I go through your bio, I learned so much about uh, other players and about you, you know, coming up, you were coming up in Texas, right? Yes. I, I was born in like a little city called Lubbock, Texas. Uh, I stayed there until I was about five. And then I moved to uh, Denver, Colorado, where I was really raised up at. Okay. Who are some of your role models coming up, Mike? Well, uh, at the time, it was like the ABA team. So you, you had uh, Rap Sampson. You had uh, Larry Brown. You had Warren Jabali. Guys that played in the ABA. Those were my idols. Okay. Uh, give me two things, Mike, that your parents uh, said to you that you still hold true to today. Two things that your parents told you or your grandmother. I, I, I was raised by my grandmother. 
And the one thing she always taught well, me is don't lie and don't steal. And, and to this day, Mike, I live by that. Well, number one was don't steal. And number two was if you want something, you go get it yourself. Never ask nobody for nothing. You go get it yourself. And I live by that to this day. Is that something that you pass on to your kids today? Yes. I mean, I, I have five kids. And really, I'm very, very blessed because all of my kids have been very successful. I got to stay home. My oldest daughter, she has three kids. She lives in Denver. She's a stay home mom. I got a son who's a fireman in New Jersey. I got a daughter that's 35 that's a doctor in New York. And I got a 20-year-old son that lives in France that just signed a five-year soccer deal. And I got a daughter that speaks about five languages that's working with a company in France. So I got, you know, I got, I got real, real good kids. Man, you know what? That is a blessing, Mike. You know, that, uh, again, our kids, we want them to kind of sometimes follow in our footsteps. But the great thing is that they go off and they find their own way through life. And uh, talk about your 11 yeah. grandkids. Oh, man, listen. <laughs> my, my, my oldest grandkid, he's older than my youngest son. So well, what about that? <laughs> he, he's 20. And my and, and my youngest son is twenty. So what do you think about that? <laughs> so but now we're talking about your family, Mike. As you coming up in high school uh, and playing, I heard you were a heck of a basketball player. And we're gonna kind of skip over that a little bit from the high school level. How did Montana find yeah. you, University of Montana? Do you know where my? Did you know where Montana was before you went there? Really, I did not. No, you did. I know it was in the West, but I didn't know how much West. <laughs> but you know what? 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 Like, what was really strange about that story? I was scouted by the name of by a guy named uh, Judge Heathcote. Yep. He came to watch me play in the state finals, and then I I had a chance to either go to Colorado University, Iowa State, or the University of Montana, and I chose Montana because. I was going to be able to start all of my four years. And that's what he did. How was life there for you, Mike? That, that's that, you know, that's a, a John Wayne, Wild Wild West country out there, man. How was that for you for a city kid? Well, I, I, I got to be, I got to be honest with you. Like my, my first three months, I was like a kid in a candy store. I was lost. I was the only black on the team for the first three years. So I used to drive 18 hours like every other weekend going home because I was homesick. And every time I used to come home, my, my, my mom used to always say, Michael Ray, please stay in college. Don't come back home. Every guy that I played with in high school, they went off to college and they came back home two or three months later. I was the only one that, that stuck it out. Mike, I know about those drives, man. I went to New Mexico uh, after junior college. And the, first, <laughs> the first three months, it was a 14-hour drive. Me and a friend of mine, Willie Howard, would drive from Albuquerque, New Mexico, Friday after school. We get to L.A. probably about yep. Saturday early morning. We got a chance to stay Saturday night. And we had to leave Sunday and afternoon to get back yes. to school. <laughs> yes, I did the same thing. I used to leave on, thir on Thursday evening. Get there early Friday morning, stay Friday night, and stay all day Saturday, and leave like about like late Saturday, and get there like Sunday afternoon, and then I would you know be there for school on on Monday. Mike, so it was a long ways, but you know what? 
I did it. Yes, yes. Yes. And you know what? You, you were there, like you said, for four years at Montana. Had a, a great career, man. I was looking up. I didn't know you were this big of a score. I just thought you were a defensive player. But you hold, you still share the single season scoring record of 40 points. You hold yeah. the record for most field goal, 18. And you hold the scoring record there for, four, for a four-year player or a senior player, 24 points a game. I mean, did, were you that dominant or were they just that bad? I think I was that dominant, Mike. Look, <laughs> Coop, you, you seen it firsthand, Coop. So, I mean, I, I don't even know why you even said that. You seen it firsthand. <laughs> Mike, who's, who's the best player you played against in college? <laughs> the best, you, you know what? Do, do you remember a guy named uh, Freeman Williams? Oh, yeah. Freeman Williams just passed away, man. Yes. Yes. Uh, Man's down he here in LA. Yes, sir. He could shoot that ball, boy. Woo. One of the best. He, he could. So you played against he him. He could put that ball in. The huh? How many? How many points Freeman give you? He no. He didn't give me nothing, but he <laughs> but he gave our team about about forty five. He could, but, but he was taking all the shots. Well, I played gave, him. He, he gave us because he was to Portland State. He gave us uh, forty three. And I say this honestly, Mike, yeah, yeah, like, unlike you, I'm not a liar, and I'm going to tell the truth when people score on me. He gave me 38. Now, he got the muggles on somebody else. So, come on, Mike, tell the truth, man. How many Freeman give you? Because you were guarding him. Listen, he didn't give me no – he was, was, was nowhere near 40. And listen, there's only one, one guy that I, that I ever played against that gave me 40. That was George Gervin. Oof, man, I used to get it. We don't get it to him too, in a minute. So he gave we, you 40, Coop. He gave you 40. <laughs> <laughs> he gave you 50. He gave me 45 I after Pat yeah. Riley snubbed him in the All-Star. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Coop, 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 we probably gave you about 50, Coop. No, I ain't like Come on, you talking to me like I was a scrub or something, dude. I do not. Anyway, Mike, Coop, after you finished Coop, Montana, Coop. you were drafted. You're the fourth player picked overall in the 78 draft. Going to New York, what were your expectations when you were heading there? Well, it was really, it was, I was, I went to the smallest place to the biggest place. I remember when the first night I got there, it was late. So like the next morning I said, where's the grass? Cause there was, there was no grass in New York. You know what I mean? It was all scenic paving and all that. I was just coming from the wild, wild west, you know, all these green trees and stuff. It wasn't none of that in New York. It was a madman race, you know what I mean? But I tell you, the one thing about New, New York is like, it was just concrete jungle, yo. But listen, but it's a true statement. If you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. Yeah, That's how big it is there. And now, Mike, your first year there, who were some of the players you played with and who was the coach? Well, I was drafted by Willis Reed. Okay. And he was and he was only there for 16 games. And then they brought back Red Hoseman, who really didn't believe in playing rookies. So I really didn't get a lot of playing time my first year. But my second year, I started. I went back home and I worked, I worked, I worked. And then when I got back to camp that second year, I had to start a job. 
Mike, you know what? And I always tell people this. I tell my son because a lot of people only realize what the NBA was like during the Kobe era in the 2000s and now. But, Mike, I, uh, I hate giving you the credit because it goes to your big head. But, Mike, you rivaled the lines of Magic Johnson. You were doing triple doubles as a player back then. Man, I'll never forget how you used to rebound. You bring the ball up the court, get an assist. You you pass to somebody, they would shoot. You go get the rebound and score. You were kind of like a do-it-all player. And again, I don't think you truly, truly get your recognition for the type of player you were back then at, the, at that time. Well, you know, back when, when I was playing, then, you know, there was Magic that came up, then there was Isaiah. Those guys that the, who was getting all the press, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I, I can't I came from an unknown, you know, small college, and I wasn't getting a whole lot of press early on. So, you know, every time I played against Isaiah, I played Magic, I like that. I wanted to bring my A game because I wanted to show just how good I was. You know what I mean? And you did, Mike. You did. Now, uh, I hate to say that. You, I don't know what you did with the bad boys, but I call them bad kids. But when you came to Showtime Lakers... You did your little thing, but you didn't go uh, crazy because I only remember one game and that was in New York that you did anything over 30 on us. And I wish I could bring out my stats, but I can't. But I remember that when I they told me, hey, man, imagine you say, cool, we got this guy sugar coming to town. I said, you know what? And I had a, a briefcase full of handcuffs where I would handcuff players where they couldn't do anything but catch the ball and pass it. And I said, you know what? I'm going to bring my fur line handcuffs for him because I didn't want him to bruise your wrist too much because I knew you were going to play after you leave us. And I would definitely lock your ass up. Uh, so, you know, again, you were a good cool, player. Cool, 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 right. Listen, cool. Now, let me tell you something. All that, you you had all that hype because you was part of the, of the showtime. But you couldn't guard me. <laughs> I, I, look, I used to love to see you. When, when I saw defensive ace, they used to call you the defensive ace, defensive stopper. I took that shit personal, cool. <laughs> I know you did, and so did I. Uh, but, Mike, listen, you yeah. played for three NBA teams. You finished up with New York. You played for the Warriors, and you played went to Brooklyn Nets or the New York Nets at that time. Which team, if you had to do over with, and, and let's say that you could just say, I want to stay with that team, which team would you have preferred to stay with in that span for you? The Knicks, the Warriors, or the Nets? The uh... I would say the Nets, yeah, because we had a we we had a great group of guys. We had Buck Williams, we had Daryl Dawkins, we had Albert King, we had Otis Birdsong. We had some hell of a players on on that team. Yeah, you guys were very very tough then. What was it like playing with uh, Albert King? Because Bernard King, again, another legendary player in New York, uh, that was his little brother. Uh, what was he like playing with Albert King? Albert Albert was. His brother, but Bernard was a—he was a lot more aggressive than you know Albert. Albert wouldn't really say much if he didn't get any shots. He wouldn't even you know say anything. But his brother, he wanted the ball every time down the floor. <laughs> hey, Bernard can score. He, he I can get it to him too. You want oh, some assists? Pass it to Bernard. Listen, look, he gave us sixty on Christmas Day. <laughs> Hey, but they lost. <laughs> hey, okay, so now, now it's not about scoring but no they more. They lost. Who won the game? Listen, <laughs> listen, listen, listen. But I had a triple double that game, and we won, and they lost. 
Okay. Remember, remember him. Listen, but remember when Bernard had went on that Texas swing and he averaged sixty. Yes, yes, he was killing. That was part of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure you probably caught some of that sixty on the West Coast. (laughs) No. (laughs) Let me tell you this, Mike. You know what? Um, You came to LA and you Um, got yours, but we won the game. When you came to L.A., you might have got to a 38, 40, but we won the game, okay? So I'm going to look at it like that. I got to hey, hey, listen, I got to admit, y'all probably beat us a little bit more than we beat y'all. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie about it. And then, well, but what about when I seen you over in Bologna? <laughs> Mike, we're going to get there. We're moving that way. You, you don't want to talk about that, do you? You don't want, you don't oh, want to no. talk about that, do you? <laughs> <laughs> so, Mike, listen. We uh, yeah. uh, to our listeners, you listen to Showtime with Coop, insightful BS with my Laker teammates and NBA legend. And in the house today, we got Michael Ray Richardson, known as Sugar, with us. And we're talking about some uh, very personal things. And Michael's taking it personal. And I do, too, a little bit. But I know that I can't do anything about it. But are you in the 60 Club yet, Mike? How old are you? Bro, I'm 67. You're older than me? Yeah, oh. and I look, and I, hey, and, and I look, yes, I'm 67, hey. cool. <laughs> I'm 66. Okay, hey, you're my elder then. Anyway, we're at the point now where we call, we're in a lightning round. Mike, I'm going to ask you about five people. You need to tell me as much or as a little about these people I'm going to ask you about, okay? Okay. Oldest bird song. A true friend, a guy who, if he gives you his word, that's what it is. He's, he's like, he and I are like brothers. And you know what? You guys made a good tandem when you guys were in uh, New Jersey because Otis was probably yes, one of the know, best hey, shooters in the game, man. But listen, but they used to call us the rhythm and blues backcourt. Well, you, I, so, we didn't hear too much of that when we played, y'all. So we was a nine. Well, well, you seen you it. That? Coop, you seen it. Coop, <laughs> you, you seen it. You seen a lot of it. Uh, Jim Brandenburg. Jim Brandenburg and I, after Judd Heathcote left, he and I became real good friends. He was the assistant coach. He and I, matter of fact, he and I, to this day, he lives in in uh, Austin, Texas, and we talk maybe once or twice a week. Okay. Magic Johnson. Magic is probably one of the best basketball players that ever played the game. He's a great guy. A real, real smart guy, and just a likable guy. And last but not least, LeBron James. I really don't know him for as just a basketball player, but he's a great basketball player in this era. You know, you you always get a lot of comparisons about he's the greatest, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. Listen, to 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 uh, me, to, to me, we were all great. Yeah, I mean, they all laced their shoes up just like I did. And I don't think they were no better than me or no better than you, no better than, you know, anybody that played in the NBA, we, we were all good. Yeah. Especially in, especially in the time that we played. I got um, who's your favorite teammate, Mike, when you played? My favorite, my favorite teammate for the Nets, it was Otis Birdsong. And for the Knicks, it was Ray Williams. What about Flinny Ray? What about him? What made him a that's, big that's, team? That's, 
when 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 I played with Ray was an unbelievable good guard. He was a great defender. He was a great shooter. Just a great great guy. Were you ever afraid of any NBA player other than me? Who what other player were you afraid of in the NBA? I feared no man at no time. I never feared a man because you don't know why he laced his up the way I laced mine up. If he bleeds, I bleed. I feared nobody. David Stern. A great guy, a great person. He and I stayed friends until he passed away. He's just, he was a hell of a, com com a, hell of a commissioner. Ooh. Willis Reed. Willis Reed. Will Willis Reed was a great guy. You know, he came to scout me when we played up in Northern Arizona. You know, he didn't send scouts. He came out to see me himself. He the one who drafted me number one. I got one more coup. Hubie Brown. Hubie Brown. I'm a, can I tell you a story about Hubie Brown? <laughs> yeah. So, like, what happened was he had took over the coaching job after Red Hoseman had left. So his first day of training camp, we had a meeting with all the players. So he was going by players. Cause you know, at that time, how Hubie would talk to players. He called, he went by Bill Carwright. He called Bill Carwright. He called him uh, Miss Bill. Then he goes to Campy. Oh, whoa, 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 Mike. He called him Miss Bill. He, yeah, you know, his nickname <laughs> was Mr. Bill, but he called him Miss Bill. <laughs> and then he goes to, uh, and then he goes to, you know, Campy Russell and he say, Kepi Russell, you just a six, seven jump shooter. You never won nothing. Then he comes to Sugar. He says, Sugar, yeah, on, 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 on team, there's always an asshole, and that's you. And then I raised my hand. I said, Cook, Cook. I said, Doobie. I said, wait, wait a minute. I said, on this team, there's two assholes. There's you and there's me. And the next day, and the next day, the motherfucker traded me. True statement. True statement. He traded me. Mike, that's all we're about on this show. Tell the truth, baby. The truth will set you free. Hey, he traded me, bro. The next day. No, yes, he did. Maybe that wasn't the spot for you. Mike, you had such a great career. And then we find ourselves overseas. Uh, you go to, I mean, you played on several teams over there. One, but I went, I left the Lakers. I went to Rome, Italy. And I played yes. for uh, uh, Il Messaggero. And, yes. uh, you know, they always talked about uh, all the guys on my team, the Italian players on the team talking about uh, Sugar, Sugar. I'm like, who the hell is Sugar? And they just saying his name. And then finally the guy goes, you know, and Michael Ray. So I was like, oh, yeah, Michael Ray. Okay, Sugar, Sugar. They said, cool. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. You got him? I said, man, I got Sugar Ray. I ain't worried about you. So we played you guys in Bologna. You were in Bologna then. And I remember. Yeah, I remember. With a jump ball. I said, Michael yeah. Ray, I got your ass. And That's boy, what... did you give it to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, cool. Hey, look, I can see it like it was yesterday. When you, as soon as the game started, 
you started talking your shit. Oh yeah, <laughs> come on, come at you. But and you know what? Team, I didn't have a team like the Lakers that backed me up, so that's why. Hey, you listen, listen, and we let y'all have it, and we let y'all have it. But Mike, up. listen, you gotta uh, admit, over there is a lot of Homer stuff going on. We played y'all at Charles Arena, and them referees, I couldn't touch you. How am I gonna but, guard you if I can't touch you? But listen, listen, but listen, but but that's the shit that I earned before you got there. <laughs> I earned that. I earned that. Cool. Okay. I'm going to give you that one. But uh, those was great times over there. What are some of the, your, your fondest memories about playing overseas? Well, uh, I, I played in Bologna, Italy for seven years. I won two Italy Cups and one Euro Cup. And then I left there and I played a year in Croatia in the Euro League. Then I came back to Livorno, played another five years in Italy. Then I left there, went to the south of France. I got to south of France in 95, and I played there till 2003. So, but, the, but I, I won a French championship and a French cup. As long as you keep on winning, then you will keep on having a job. But once you, you once over there, Coop, if you didn't, if you didn't win, you weren't gonna have a job. Yeah, and and you weren't gonna get paid. <laughs> well, that's for sure. Pay, yeah. Hold that page. That's Mike, if somebody were to listen to you and people are going to listen to this, they're going to go, why was he jumping around so much? And I think the answer that I always come up with is if you love this game, you'll go play it anywhere. I mean, you know, Coop, at that time in 88, when I left the NBA, I had to go out and start my career all over again. Yeah. You know what I mean? So at that time, European basketball was really, really growing. I mean, guys were, were making six, seven hundred thousand dollars. You know what I mean? I mean, like when, when I left over there and I got there in like '88, I was making four hundred thousand a year, but that was tax-free money. Yeah, I had and a no deferred, no deferred, right? I had a car. Yeah, I mean, I, I listen. I had a car. I had a house. I wasn't paying for anything. So all my money I was getting, I was putting it in the bank. You know, so I mean, it's hey, listen. If I had to do it all over again, I would go back to over to you. You know, I would go go back over to you know Italy, France, Croatia. I mean, there's a lot of money over there. There's a lot Coop. of money over there. You listen to Showtime with Coop. We got uh, Michael Ray Richardson in the house today. Mike, a couple more questions, man, and then I want to kind of give it open to you because I know you do a lot of work with kids and your basketball. Yes, camp, sir. We want to talk about that. Yes. But in today's right. game, in today's game, um, how, how many points would you average in today's game if you were playing today and you're in your prime? The way that they blow the whistle for guys touching playing defense, I mean, I, I would average 10 or 15 free throws a game. I mean, it's just, it's just amazing how you can't touch a guy anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's just, I, I think the game is called too, it's really, it's called too close. That's my opinion. I think college is, more, I think college is much more physical than it is in the pros. Yeah. 
Well, I think what they're trying to do is protect because they want the game to be in that flow and they don't want to go back to the 80s like we did where we could put our hands on you like I used to put my hands on you all the time and you'd be crying, well, like, a little, you'd be crying like a little Coop. bitch out there. Cool, get your hands off Coop. me. Hey, like, Coop. Buck Coop. up, boy. Buck up and hey, let's Coop. play basketball. Hey, hey, Coop, I love you to put your hands on me because I always knew where you was. <laughs> I knew where you was all the time. You had your hands on me. That's why I, that's why I used to bust your ass all the time. <laughs> My <laughs> of the defensive stopper. Hey, I don't know who. Hey, listen, I don't know who gave you that shit. A defensive I earned that, Mike. Like you earned your food. I earned mine. I earned hey, my Coop. sugar honey iced tea. Hey, hey, hey Coop, how, how could they, they call you a defensive stopper and everybody see you? They give you thirty. <laughs> who would you stopping? I mean, who would you stopping? Who, who would you stopping? Mike, listen. <laughs> Looking at the Lakers today, and I know. <laughs> Looking at the Lakers today and the changes that they've made, can you see the Lakers as opposed to the Boston Celtics winning a championship next year? No. Be careful. No. No. Yeah, I'm going to tell you why. First of all, Lakers don't have enough youth, enough good athletic guys. Boston got great athletic players. Great scores, great shooters. The Lakers don't have that many shooters. They just signed Patrick Beverly. He's a good player. He can't score. Yeah. And then you got Russell Westbrook, who's a hell of a player, can't shoot. I mean, in this league now, Cooper, you you know just like I know, it's a guards league. If you can't put the ball in the basket, you in trouble. Yeah, for big time. Well, what if they get AD healthy? If AD plays a, let's say, out of eighty-two games, if AD can give them seventy-five games, you still don't think they can win? And he's healthy going into the playoffs. Hey, can I tell you something about a, about AD? He's a great player, right? But he's soft as Charmin. <laughs> <laughs> And I guess just got to keep it real with you, Coop. He's a great player, great, great player, great talent, all of that. But he's, listen, but he breaks down. He can't give you no more than 50 games. Well, that's what I'm saying. If he can give us 75 games, can't, well, don't you think the Lakers it. are still good enough? Well, I'm going to give you some information, Michael Ray, right now, okay? And you can put your money on it or not, or you can lose. The Los Angeles Lakers will win the championship this year. I'm putting that out there. He's already been. He got more abuse on YouTube for that one. <laughs> we lose Ooh, I did, Nick. You did. Oh, you got killed. <laughs> you got killed, Coop. I'm going out there again because I'm, <laughs> I'm truly a Laker. I take all they got to get because when it comes true, when it comes true, Coop. then I'm going to have the last laugh. I will say you called it in 2020. You did. And we all laughed at you. You got um, that, Michael Ray? So, Mike, listen, you got a lot of stuff going on with your basketball. Talk about it with your kids' camp. Hold on. Cool. Can you hear yep. me? Yep, I hear you. We can see you. You good. You're muted. There he goes. Keep the... Dog. Hit it again. Unmute it. Mike, we can't hear you. Can you hear me now? There he is. Yeah. Yes. Okay. You got your kids camp. Talk about your kids camp and what you got going on now. I don't know what, what I did to it. I can't hear I can hear you, but I can't hear you. Your kids camp. Talk about your kids camp. Hold on then. Kids camp. Hold on. Let me see. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. 
All right, cool. Talk about your kids' camp. The, the camp you got at the kids. Oh, okay. Your committee. So, okay. So, me and uh, Otis Birdsong, for the last 12 years, we have a company called Ball Stars Youth Camps. And what we do is we go all across the United States and we do free basketball camps for like underserved kids. What we do is we 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 uh, we go out and we get sponsorship dollars where we are able to bring the kids in for free. So we you know average about 110, 115 kids a week from the ages of eight through 17, and we feed them breakfast, we feed them lunch, we we give them basketball gear. So it's been really really it's been really successful. Mike, um, uh, is there any way that uh, I could get involved? I mean, you bring down guest speakers or anything like that, so I can come down and be part of that. Of course, of course, we would love to see where you have you. Our camps is in Florida, New Jersey, in Colorado, uh, in uh, Texas, but, but we would love to where you don't have you. Okay. We would love to have you, Coop. You know, at any time, when you start them up again, whenever next year or whenever you guys get started or stuff, just yeah. shoot me something and I, we had okay. love to. Because you know what I picked up in my game now, Mike? What? What? Golf. I golf now. I hated that sport, but I'm seeing that that's the only way that you got to stay connected. Are you a golfer? I know. Uh, you know what, Coop? I tried it a couple of times. I go out there with, you know, Otis, but I'm going to tell you, it's a tough game. Oh yeah, <laughs> know that. I'm like you, Mike. It's I've been out there a couple of times. Yeah, it's you know what? I mean, let me tell you. I mean, I can hit it every once in a while, but you know what? If you don't play every day or every other day, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard for you to catch on. Yeah, I heard that. Well, because it's a tough game, bro. And Otis is a good one. Byron Scott is good. Otis. James Worthy's good. I, Otis I is a great golfer, but you know, but 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 like, there's a lot of former NBA players that, that are great golfers, like John Starks, he's a hell of a player. Yeah. And you got Steph Curry, you know, who's great, too. So, Yeah, uh, yeah, but, you know, but listen, but what you, what you got to do is you just got to put a lot of time in it. And, you know, but you know what? But the problem for, for me is it's so fucking slow. The game is so slow. You know what I mean? That's how I feel, Mike. It's too slow for me, man. And my patience ain't yeah, that long. Slow. <laughs> yeah, I ain't got no patience, man. I need some quick. I need some. I need some action. You know what I mean? <laughs> I need some hey, action. How about the California? Let us sixty-plus-year-old players play. I need some action on that court because I can still move around a little bit. Coop, coop, coop. Respect your elders. <laughs> there you have it, Michael Ray Richardson. Love you, boy. Thank you for <laughs> coming you, on, man. We love you, cool. I'll talk All to right, you brother. soon, 